Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex. I'm your host, Alex, and um, let's change the way we talk about money. Hope everyone's Wednesday is actually going well so far. I know today's or this week's episode is late, but um, you know what they say, better late than never. Um, so yeah, so let's just like jump right into it. As for life updates, um, I think I'll talk about it in my important news section, but honestly, there's really not much just work. Um, last weekend, I was a little social butterfly and was just all over the place. And that was really fun. Um, I've just been wanting to be a bit more social and just kind of do things more and not be so cooped up inside the house, especially with me being by myself a lot of the time uh, with John traveling for work. So it was literally so fun last weekend, but I spent a little too much money. And so now for the next week and a half, two weeks, I am staying inside, no door dashing, no nothing, like making sure to go to the grocery store and making my meal stretch as long as possible and really trying not to spend any unnecessary money because yeah, it's kind of crazy how much I was able to spend like after I got paid. Um, I was like, wow, I got paid and literally half my paycheck is gone. But to be fair, I did put a large chunk of it into savings and then I did pay some bills and stuff like heating and electric and all that stuff. So I think that's also why I feel like my money isn't stretching far, but I'll talk about that um, here in a minute. Um, So yeah, well, since there's nothing really to update you guys on life-wise, let's just jump right into this week's episode. So before we jump into today's episode, I do have, as always, a few housekeeping rules. Um, The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely my own and not those of my employer. And any financial musings, don't take it as advice. I'm literally not a financial expert. I'm just a girl who likes personal finance and to talk money. So with that being said, let's move into some important news that you need to know or I'm sure you guys already know, but you know, you just never want to assume. So unless you've been literally living under a rock, no, I'm just kidding. The student loan application is now live. Um, so you can go to the studentaid.gov website and apply for your one-time student loan forgiveness up to $20,000 if you received a Pell Grant and up to $10,000 if you did not. Um, In addition to that, the public student loan forgiveness application, you still have until October 31st to fill that out. So if you're someone who is working a full-time job that is eligible for that, I definitely recommend um, applying and taking advantage of this opportunity. And so this um, next little news announcement is something that I knew about for about like a month and a half, but I wanted to make sure that it was 100% legit before sharing about it on my platform just because I didn't want to put out false information. I know there's just an overwhelming amount of information on social media and in general about student loan forgiveness. So I didn't want to speak on it until I knew for sure or had like a good gauge if this was going to work. So if you paid on your student loans during the pandemic, so if you were paying on your student loans from like March of 2020 onward, so basically during that time when student loan payments were 
frozen and you didn't have to pay them, you can request a refund to have that money returned to you and then fill out the student loan forgiveness application. And that is what we are doing. So about a month ago, I requested to have my funds, my I requested to have $20,000 refunded back to my account. And um, I, I, last night I was just checking some of my, my like financial apps and I saw that I had like a negative $20,000 net worth. And I was like, wait, what? And then I saw that that had been credited back to my student loan account and I immediately applied for forgiveness. So if all goes well, what ideally should happen is that within a few days, the money should be deposited back into my account. And then that money, I will not touch that money. It'll sit in my account until I see that my loan has been forgiven. And then the money is mine to do with, do whatever with. But in the, if something were to happen and if I were to get denied or whatever, then I'll just send that money back to my student loan people. And you know, that's that. So if you're someone who was paying on your loans during the pandemic, this could be an opportunity to get that money back, essentially. And of course, I'll keep you guys updated on um, my status. And if I run into any issues, I also did the um, public student loan forgiveness for my dad, who has a Parent PLUS loan. And so there's about $11,000 on that loan. So I believe a majority of that will be wiped out, which I'm very happy about. And I'm sure he is, too. So... Yeah, um, but that is the important news that you needed to know. And um, with that being said, moving on to some pop culture news, pop culture and finance. We love it. Well, I love it. Some people may not, but it's about our girl, Nicki Minaj. Actually, she's not my girl. She's been, I don't know, doing a lot, honestly. It's, I'll... Mm, oh, yeah, this podcast is not the time or place to discuss my my thoughts about Nicki Minaj other than this interview she did. So I think it came out yesterday or maybe the day before, but Nicki Minaj did an interview with Jada Pinkett Smith on um, or in Interview Mag. And it was pretty much just talking about her journey, um, her motherhood journey and just kind of like who what artists she thinks are hot right now and who she gets inspired by these days, like all of these things. And then in the interview, there's also some mention about um, personal finance and just like money management, which I found her thoughts to be very interesting. So I just want to read to you guys a few quotes from the um, interview, uh, just from Nikki's side. So pretty much Jada kind of tees up the the question by asking like, what are your thoughts on money or like, how do you manage money? Something in that lane. And here is um, Nikki's responses about money um, in different parts of the interview. I guess you just learn as you go. You don't really get a formal lecture about it, but it's always in you. Uh, she also says, I vowed I would never be one of, those, one of these black women, these men, these black rappers that make all this money and then have nothing to leave for their kids. I'm not even halfway where I'm trying to go financially. I know that no one is going to be on top of my stuff more than me. And I feel like as a woman, people always assume that they can play with you. For lack of a better term, I just can't have that. I have to leave something behind because we work hard. Yo, this industry, it takes so much out of you mentally, man. And to do all of this and then not have anything to show for it, I refuse. 
And then the last quote I have from her is stop trying to impress people on Instagram because the people that really got it don't do that. So regardless of how you feel about Nikki, I did think she dropped some gems. Um, if you're someone who's like, if you're someone who's into personal finance, I don't think anything that she said is like groundbreaking or super new. She also mentioned that how she's like a saver and like less generous with her money to people in her circle, like friends and family and things like that. But I don't think, like I said, if you're into personal finance, nothing that she said is new, but it is nice to hear a rapper talk about money management in this way. I think a lot of the times when we think of rappers and when we see them, it's like a million chains, 20 car garage, like gifting each other a hundred bands for (laughs) birthday parties. It's just insane. Um, so it's nice to kind of hear someone be like, you don't have to do that. Someone at at her level rather. Um, the first quote, the, I guess that you just learn as you go, you don't really get a formal lecture about it, but it's always in you. That's in regards to just like money management. And I don't really agree that financial literacy is something that's quote unquote in you, because if that's the case, we all would hopefully, or one would think that we'd all, you know, manage our money well. Um, but we don't, I, I believe that financial literacy is something that's taught and needs to be cultivated at like a really young age. And so you have that knowledge as you go into your teenage years and you become an adult and you just become really savvy. I don't really think that we're born with like good financial habits because if that were the case, we would all be debt free and have like perfect credit scores and have a hundred thousand dollars in our savings and be, um, saving up for retirement, which, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I literally don't have a hundred thousand dollars in my bank account. And I just started saving for retirement literally like mm, last year. So yeah. Um, and then even though she used the music industry as an example, I think it's a great overall lesson to understand that you may not be able to work the way you do now. So be smart and don't blow all of your money. I think as someone who's worked in the music industry for a short period of time, about like eight months, I see literally every single day there's a new rapper. There's a new person that's next up vying for that next spot. And so you could be literally, what's the phrase, gone, uh, here today, gone tomorrow. And I think when you take that lens and apply it to everyday people, there's going to come a time where you don't want to be working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, or you don't want to have to work your full-time nine to five job Monday through Friday. And then work a part-time job clocking like 10 to 20 hours on the weekend just to make ends meet and especially like when we're young I feel like we have this mentality that like well we're young and like we need to hustle 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 and that's not necessarily in my opinion like the way life should be lived and it's funny because one of my sisters was griping that so she has like a full-time nine to five but then she also works on the side as a server And she was complaining that her server job just kind of like cut her hours or something like that. And so now she's just like annoyed because, you know, essentially her monthly income is going to go down with these drop in hours. And, you know, she just will have to pick up over time at her full time job, you know, in order to make ends meet. And me and my other sister were kind of like, 
girl, like there's so much more to life than work. We admire your work ethic and, you know, your willingness to get it by any means, but take a break. Like there's literally a million other things that you can be doing besides, you know, earning money. Like, I don't know if I'm making sense, but, um, yeah, I just thought that, um, that was like a really good thing to note in the interview. And then lastly, the stop trying to impress people on Instagram because the people that really got it don't do that is 100%. Like if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then, you know, I literally feel this way. Um, social media is not real. It's super fake. You're seeing like a combination of your real life and your social media life. And then somewhere in the middle is like what people see, but it's like, how do I explain this? Like your real life and your social media, like life, they kind of overlap, but it's like not the full 100% picture. So it's like, yeah, you might have a huge, super cute bouquet of flowers, but it's like in reality, you just went there to go take that picture with the bouquet of flowers. And on social media, it looks like you're an aesthetic girly. Um, So yeah, I just, I'm a big fan of just taking things with a grain of salt on social media um, and not trying to live up to other people's expectations and standards. Um, I decided literally, literally yesterday that I'm going to kind of stop consuming as much on social media for the next couple of weeks. Not that I'm going to take a social media break, but I just feel like sometimes I consume so much and I'm like, okay, what thoughts are my own and what thoughts are literally created just because I'm consuming this content? Like, do I really like these shoes because I like them or am I just feeling like I'm seeing them everywhere? Or, um, and I always just feel like I'm always being sold something on social media and as someone who's trying to keep their coins in their wallet, that's not always the best thing for me. So, yeah. Um, So that was a little bit of... Um, social media news. Oh, I have in my notes also Instagram isn't real. Stop trying to impress people who will literally forget about you and run scroll, which is so funny. I think we put ourselves into like these situations where we go to great lengths to literally impress people that will stare at your picture for no more than two seconds and keep it pushing and you will be out of their minds so quickly. But it's like you just put yourself into all this debt or you did the most just to appear a certain way, which is very interesting to me. But, um, yeah, in other more serious news, inflation, you guys literally needs to chill like so wild. Um, I don't know if I shared this in my last, last week's episode, but like John and I went to the grocery store and bought like a small bag of chips at Publix, $5. And I don't know if it's because we are shopping at Publix or inflation, but we both looked at each other and we're like, wait, what? And the, since moving out, I low-key, I've been having anxiety when going to the grocery store because I'm nervous about how much the total will be. Uh, you know, for two years, my grocery bill was pretty much like 50 bucks a week, 70. Like it wasn't anything crazy because we were only making dinner two nights a week. And John's mom is like super super what's the word like super savvy when it comes to just like shopping for deals um 
like at the grocery store and stuff like that. So she would always like stock the house up with like snacks and things like that. So I didn't really have to spend too much of my own money on like groceries. Um, but these days, oh my gosh, I get to the checkout or like the self checkout and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, please just like, let this be $200. And if it is, I'm so thrilled. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God. But, um, I don't know. There could be a few things. Like for one, I started shopping at Publix full time, <laughs> but, and we all know Publix is, can be a little expensive and, but it's just like so much closer. Well, I mean, Kroger is literally two minutes away, like further than Publix, but I don't know. The experience shopping at Publix is just so much more pleasant. It's like the aisles are brighter. I can find someone to help me if I can't find something. It's, I like that it's smaller than Kroger because sometimes I just get so overwhelmed with Kroger. I'm like, these, it's just too many rows. I just want to be able to quickly find what I need, get in and get out. And I feel like I can do that at Publix so easy, but I'm seriously considering going, go, going back to being a Kroger girly or maybe even like Aldi's or Trader Joe's. I've shopped at Trader Joe's like twice and both times I got like produce from there and it was disgusting and so that kind of turned me off but maybe I'll just stick to like their dry and frozen goods I feel like people rave about that stuff the most but yeah I just need to figure a way to keep costs low and so we spend between like 150 to 200 dollars a week on groceries for us too and a lot of it's really just for me because like I said John is out traveling and so I don't think it's horrendous um but I definitely can physically see that I'm getting way less for my money than I, than, um, than I was like three years ago when we were living on our own, um, like back in 2019. So food inflation has hit like hit 11.2% in September, which is wild. And overall inflation rose, um, by 8.2% this year. And last year it was like 8.3%. So basically no change, like the cost of goods are still so expensive. And then in addition to that, like Americans, like our personal savings rate fell to 3.5% in August, which is down from around almost 8% last December. And so a personal savings rate, which I did not know existed, is pretty much like the ability for people to save after like taxes and like expenditures. It's the money that you have left over after you've paid all your bills. And so the fact that that's dropped significantly really shows how much inflation is impacting people's wallets and day-to-day lives. Um, you know, with inflation is, you know, because your dollar no longer stretches as far as it used to, people are kind of trying to like supplement that with credit card and people are racking up more credit card debt. And um, apparently like during the second quarter of the year, so not January to March, but like March to May, uh, credit card debt grew like a little over 5%. And uh, you can't talk about credit card inflation and not bring up interest rates. So I'm sure, or maybe you do or don't know this, but for the last couple of months, the Fed has been raising interest rates to combat inflation. So if you have your if you have a savings account, you may notice that the interest rate on your savings account is going up. 
which is good. But when it goes up on things like your credit card, like that's not good because it's more expensive. That just means it's more expensive to borrow money. And so there's going to be another interest rate rate hike in November. And that just, you know, like I said, it's making the cost of borrowing even more expensive. Um, like I said earlier, I'm beginning to notice the impact of inflation more now that I'm on my own. So before I was really just noticing it in things like my wax appointments, my nails, and even I went to go get my hair trimmed, um, almost two weeks ago. And my stylist, had a little announcement on her tape to her mirror that her prices were increasing $5 or more uh, starting at the end of October. So I was noticing it more in my like maintenance stuff, which I pretty much only do like once a month. But now I'm starting to see it in things like grocery shopping because now I'm doing that more frequently and more often. And I was on the phone with my cousin and I was talking to him about how I feel like even though I'm making the most money that I've, I've made thus far in my career, I feel like my paychecks don't stretch as far as they used to. And I'm trying to figure out if that's just a result of poor money, manage, poor money management, increase in cost in living and inflation. I'm sure it's a combination of all three. And so just to be completely transparent, it's a source of stress for me at times. You know, I'm trying to make sure that all of my bills are paid in addition to being able to save and save up for retirement. And so I'm always constantly questioning myself if like, will I ever feel settled? Will I ever feel like, okay, I can breathe? I feel like I've just learned how to live with holding my breath a lot of the times, um, especially when it comes to money and just going with the flow and figuring things out. But um, yeah, I just, it's wild times out here. And it kind of sucks because even though the cost of living is increasing, um, pay is not. And so <laughs> it's just a little frustrating. But obviously, you know, businesses are going through things as well. And so they may not, you know, they're being impacted and affected in ways as well. So I just try to keep all of that into perspective. It's just like all about perspective, but I wish that I had actual tips on how to like combat inflation, but I really feel like it just comes down to money management, making sure you're knowing where every dollar is going, which I need to do a better job of. Um, maybe, you know, not shopping at super expensive places, trying to find deals and save where you can. Um, and yeah, that's honestly all I've got. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share, like, subscribe, follow the podcast, and follow me on Instagram at Financial Flex Podcast. Um, yeah. All right. Talk to you guys later.